Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Sunday, January 29th, 2023, and the Memphis Grizzlies are in action tonight back at home against the Indiana Pacers. The terrible nightmare of a road trip is finally over, so we'll recap that game, which was not good from a betting or Grizzly perspective against the Wolves the other night. And then get right into the game tonight against the Pacers. Grizzlies finally looking to get back on the winning track after leaving Memphis 11 games um, in the positive 11-game win streak and then coming back to Memphis on a five-game losing streak. So bad road trip for the Grizzlies, but a chance to make it right tonight. It's just part of you know the NBA and the amount of games that they play. Going to get runs like this. Everyone goes through bad stretches, so nothing to really freak out about yet. But I think tonight is a must-win if there can be one in January just to kind of get the the pressure off their backs and kind of start training back in the right direction as we make that turn after all-star break and as the Grizzlies start to maybe try to fight for that one seed, though Denver seems to be trying to put some distance between the two. Teams can drop games fast. We saw Denver lose last night, so an opportunity for the Grizzlies to make up one there. So with all that being said, the game against the Timberwolves the other night, unfortunately, again, Grizzlies lost, as I mentioned. Final score was 111-100. to Grizzlies, again, just a stale game, to say the least. Just not good all around. Um, obviously, John Moran with the triple-double for whatever that's worth. Um, the starters did their job in terms of just, you know, statting, you know, counting stats, I should say, in terms of just production. Obviously, four of the five starters in double figures. And Zaire Williams, the only one without, not in double figures. But after that, no one else really contributed. Tyus Jones with zero points didn't help. And then guys like Aldama, Roddy, Tillman, LaRavia just really didn't do anything for the Grizzlies. And unfortunately, we saw them lose that game. We had Grizzlies minus three over 238. Obviously, both of those did not hit. We had John Morant over 28.5 points. Also didn't hit. He finished with 27. Dylan Brooks over 13.5 points did hit. He was finally better. Obviously, no Desmond Bain. And that was kind of the main thing I said when talking about this play was if Desmond Bain does play, scratch it, but Desmond Bain didn't play, so we were good to go. Dylan Brooks over 13.5 points. He finished with 17. We went Grizzlies first quarter minus one. That was a disaster. Grizzlies were down pretty much the whole first quarter, if not the whole first quarter. Ended up losing the first quarter 38-31. Anthony Edwards over 27.5 points. He finished with 25 Again, it was a big Kyle Anderson game, which kind of started the whole you know, narrative of if the Grizzlies made the right decision or not, or not there. Obviously, he's going into it with a point to prove, so that was the best game that Kyle Anderson has played for the Timberwolves all season. Have to be happy for him. I think it was mutually beneficial for all, all parties for Anderson to move on. I, I just didn't think the timeline kind of fit with where he was and where the Grizzlies are right now. So that is what it is and then we ended up hitting the last two which were John Morant props John Morant over five and a half rebounds again he finished with a triple double so had 10 rebounds without Steven Adams in the lineup a lot more rebounds to be had and John Morant picked up some of those that normally he wouldn't and it got over the five and a half rebounds and then John Morant over one and a half threes was the last play that we had for the game that night John Morant finished three of six from three to go along with his 27 points 11 assists and 10 rebounds so all in all, again, not an ex- you know not a good game from the Grizzlies, not a good game to end the road trip, but we just have to move on again back home in front of the fans tonight. I'm hoping the fans come out with a lot of energy tonight. Don't come out you know hostile. Understand the situation. Understand that the Grizzlies really do need the support of the whole city tonight, especially with everything going on in Memphis in general. I think this is a good opportunity for everyone, the community, to get together. 
for a bunch of different reasons, but also just kind of raise the energy level around the FedEx form and get the Grizzlies to win tonight in a game that I'm not going to say must win, as I mentioned earlier, but is a must win in terms of the opposition and a chance to get at least back in the win column after this road trip. So with all that being said, we have the Indiana Pacers tonight. Grizzlies are currently a minus nine favorite, and the over-under is set at 241. We saw these two teams play not too long ago. Memphis won the game in Indiana, 130-112. It was a minus seven spread on the night in Indiana. So the Pacers, obviously Tyrese Halliburton is basically this whole team. He's still out. Main injury news there, and then Desmond Bain is still out, along with Steven Adams, Danny Green, and John Conchar for the Memphis Grizzlies. So no Halliburton tonight, so we'll see a lot of Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which take that for what you will. Obviously, we'll talk about Miles Turner. He got that big contract the other night, so I expect, or last night, so I expect big things from Miles Turner in terms of counting stats tonight. But the Pacers just aren't a good team without Halliburton. They were down like 30 uh, two nights ago to the Bucks. Ended up making a game out of it, and they've done that a couple times this in this little stretch here where they've gone down big early and kind of clawed their way back and made it respectable. So if, they, if the Grizzlies do get out to a good lead, I think it's important for them to note that and not turn off because we've seen, you know, especially the Bucks, uh, a NBA champion, um, get caught and almost lose the game. Ended up winning 141 to 131, but they were up like 30-some points. I think going into half or just after half. So important for Grizzlies, start to finish business, you know, as usual here, win the game and get out. So Pacers against the spread so far this season are 27 and 24, which is 10th best in the NBA, but on the road, a lot worse. They have not covered in six straight road games. While Memphis 23-25 and one against the spread are the fifth best team in the NBA at home at 14-8-1. Again, I expect the city to be Behind the Grizzlies today, a good environment. I think the Grizzlies go in there, handle business. Pacers aren't a good team, can't defend anyone. Um, Grizzlies score a bunch of points, cover this minus nine spread. In terms of the over-under, it's it's a gross one. I'm going to go under here. Again, it's at 141 currently. Um, Pacers are not a good defense, giving up 117.3 points per game this season, which is 25th in the NBA. But in the last three, this is up to 125 points against the Magic, the Bulls, I believe, and then obviously the Bucks the other night. I think the Grizzlies score a lot of points, but I do think that the Pacers are going to be the one who end up killing this over. Or I'm going. That's why I'm going under. I just don't think the Pacers are going to score enough points. Grizzlies locked in on defense the whole time, and you know between Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, that's really the only offense that the Pacers are going to have. And then Mathurin off the bench, but. Besides that, I just think they're going to struggle to get buckets and the under is going to hit. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go under 141 here. So Grizzlies minus 9, under 240, sorry, 241, under 241. And then we move on to some of the other plays. Our play of the game, again, just continuously going on this uh, the same trend. Grizzlies first quarter minus 3, come out firing. Back in the home court, an opportunity to you know start a, start a win streak, hopefully, but at least break this current losing streak. Grizzlies first quarter minus three. I think Taylor Jenkins is really going to focus on getting off to an early start. John Morant, again, plays majority of the first quarter, so you're not really getting any non-John minutes, maybe one or two at the end. But I'm pretty sure normally his rotation is play the whole first quarter or close to it. So we're going to go Grizzlies minus three first quarter as the play of the game. Speaking of John Morant, over nine and a half assists is my next play. Again, they're going to score a bunch of points. He had a triple-double last game against Minnesota. Game before that against the... Warriors, he obviously also had over tennis, had double digit assist, and then also 
in 25 minutes against the Pacers when we saw them play last time. He had 10. So he's playing well, facilitating the ball. Has, should be a bit better as a scorer recently, but he's doing all the other things right. John Morant over 9.5 assists is the next play. Moving on from that, we are going to go Jaron Jackson Jr. over 7.5 rebounds. We'll talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. and the whole controversy or Reddit thread or whatever you want to call it going on right now by some salty fans that have Brooke Lopez or Draymond Green Defensive Player of the Year votes. But Jaron Jackson Jr. over 7.5 rebounds. Sorry, Without Steven Adams, obviously more rebounds to follow. We saw that from John Morant's sake last game when he had the triple-double. Jaron Jackson had 10 assists, or sorry, 10, geez, 10 rebounds last time they played the Pacers, and that was a game with Adams, and I think he only played like 22, 23 minutes in that game. So I expect Jaron Jackson Jr. to crash the boards today. A motivated Jaron Jackson Jr. all the way through today, over 7.5 rebounds. We'll just get right into that other part. Obviously, the big news with Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, in Memphis, allegedly, I guess, padding stats you could call it and counting things as blocks that aren't actually blocks but since then it's kind of been you know the NBA I've seen a bunch of people on Twitter Kevin O'Connor have gone through watched all the blocks said like two or three of the blocks maybe were mis mis counted you could say but majority of those just weren't true so that's just you know a jealous fan a an upset fan whatever you want to call it someone going through with having too much time on their hands going at Jaron Jackson Jr. for this block thing and Memphis for this block thing, even though every stat is obviously double, trickle, triple, probably quadruple checked. So for someone to think that one guy in Memphis is purposely counting things as blocks and aren't blocks it just, just blows my mind. But nonetheless, I think Jaron Jackson Jr., because of this news, because of everything going on, will take this personally and go over the two-and-a-half block mark. It's also at minus 105, so you're getting good odds there because you're normally getting minus 140 to minus 150 for this prop when he was kind of going through that crazy run of four plus blocks in every game and I just think he's going to want to prove a point here he's not gone over two and a half blocks in three games in a row so I think he's due a big block game and this is the perfect opportunity opportunity to do so and I think he's going to do just that and then going into some pacer props for the last two miles Turner over 18 and a half points he's had 22 in three straight games obviously big news yesterday signing a two-year 60 plus million dollar contract finally maybe getting out of all trade rumors that he seems to be in pretty much every day of his whole life since he's been a pacer miles turner and john collins those are the two names that seem to be in trade trade conversations every year every trade deadline so maybe some stability there for him will allow him to play a bit better and allow him to you know have that peace of mind to kind of focus going forward so miles turner over 18 and a half. He's also averaging 19.8 points per game in the month of January. So I think this is a good spot for Miles Turner again with no Halliburton. May be a bit more difficult to get some of the easy looks, but offense is going to rely on him a bit more without Halliburton, obviously. Therefore, he gets those points. And then lastly, speaking of no Halliburton, speaking of someone the offense is going to rely on heavily, that is Buddy Heald over 27 and a half points, rebounds, assist. He's gotten this mark in four straight games. He was very bad against Memphis last time they played, only had five points. And if I want to remember correctly, when they played Memphis last year, he was very bad as well because I think I bet a prop for him, and he was just horrible all game. So struggles against Memphis, but really no choice but to at least produce statistically because no Halliburton, a lot more is going to be on his his plate to, um, to produce. 
grab some rebounds, um, get a couple assists, and then get 20-plus points, and we're good to go. So those are the plays for tonight, guys. Obviously an early game. I think tip-off's at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central time. Anyone out there, anyone in Memphis, be safe. Enjoy the game. Um, obviously a lot going on in Memphis right now, so make sure to bring positive energy, positive um Vibes to the city, to the arena, and have a good one. So, as always, make sure to follow my Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBobbit9. And then make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. I appreciate everyone, as always, for listening. And I will see you guys for the next Memphis Grizzlies game, which will be coming up shortly. And they will be playing against the Portland Trail Blazers on Wednesday night in Memphis. So, I'll see you guys then. Have a good one. Have a good week. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you.